Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick, and today we are joined by a very special guest. <laughs> I was about to say yes, but then it sounds um, super yes, arrogant to be me. like, you are joined by a special guest. <laughs> it's just me. I'm Claire Stevens. I am an executive editor of Mamma Mia and co-host of Mamma Mia's comedy podcast, Cancelled. So if you like celeb stuff, go and give it a listen. Extra rogue celeb stuff. Actually, that's why Claire's here today, because we're talking about our very favourite celebrity couple, Brooklyn Peltz Beckham. Oh, he's so growing up now. And Nicola Peltz Beckham. There's been a new video that's gone viral about Nicola and we've got some interesting things, I think, to say about this kind of cult of young celebrity marriage. So we're going to get into that. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines. A little-known actor named Tom Cruise is set to become the first actor to film in outer space. It's somewhat unsurprising, given that Cruz is known for his ambitious stunts, including dangling from an aeroplane, sitting on top of the Burj Khalifa skyscraper, which is the world's tallest building, and so on. Apparently, the idea of Cruz going to space for this movie project has been talked about for a while, but it was shelved during COVID, <laughs> which I really liked. That everybody was like, mate, not a priority. Space is not a priority. And now everyone's like, we need to send Tom Cruise to space. <laughs> so Universal's chairman, Donna Langley, said... I think Tom Cruise is taking us to space. And I love that attitude. She's like, I, I think. I've He's heard taking rumors. us. Yeah. <laughs> He's taking us, apparently. She says it'll be a scene where he has to go to space to save the world and it'll make him the first actor to shoot a movie in space and the first to do a spacewalk. <laughs> go, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Well, also making news today and just completely changing away from Tom Cruise in space, which is very sad. So following his controversial Paris Fashion Week show, which featured White Lives Matter t-shirts, Kanye West has now been restricted on both Instagram and Twitter. I'm sure everyone's been following along. There's been a lot of headlines around it. There's been a lot of excessive posting on his accounts and some of the content he's been posting has been racially abusive and also containing threatening language. So just to take it back from where the Instagram ban happened. So last week, Kanye shared a screenshot of a text exchange that he had with Sean Diddy Combs. And in the conversation, Kanye accused Sean Combs of being controlled by Jewish people, saying he would use Combs as an example to show the Jewish people that told you to call me that no one can threaten or influence me. And then the American Jewish Committee Advocacy Group posted a video on Instagram on Friday and they were calling out Kanye West and also just the team behind Instagram saying he was making incoherent rants laden with racist and anti-Semitic undertones. 
So a spokesperson from Meta, so that's the Facebook company that also owns Instagram, confirmed that Instagram had gone through and deleted a lot of content from Kanye's account that was seen as breaking the rules on the platform and they also put a restriction on his page. So Kanye then hopped over to Twitter, where I don't think he'd posted for quite a long time, and then started putting out a lot of really problematic tweets. One he put out said, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going to go death con three on Jewish people. The funny thing is I can't actually be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jews. You guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who opposes your agenda. So Twitter then came out and said that they had removed those posts. They're in the, the kind of action of removing posts and they had restricted his account because of that. This all comes off the back of also Kanye West doing a big interview with Fox News's Tucker Carlson on the Tucker Carlson Tonight Show, which they aired in two parts. And there was a lot of content in this particular interview. Kanye made some comments about Lizzo. He talked about being anti-abortion. He made some really kind of upsetting comments about his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian, the way she dresses. And he also went on to talk about the White Lives Matter t-shirts and saying, I did that because they do. So kind of what we wanted to talk about today, Claire, is obviously we've been following this whole Kanye story since it blew up at Paris Fashion Week. And there's two parts to this story now. On one hand, like we've got stars like Sarah Silverman coming out today and saying Kanye has been putting all this threatening content up about Jewish people. I don't see that trending anywhere. Why aren't we being more kind of upset about this? And on the other side, we're really witnessing people making a spectacle over this man who's clearly very unwell, having a very big public breakdown. It's really uncomfortable. And I think our response to his behaviour has changed. I think a little while ago when he wasn't doing so well, we were a bit reserved in what we felt like we could say because everybody is so aware of his mental health struggles. He's talked about bipolar. He's called it his superpower. And a lot of people were thinking, I think it was because of the documentary about him as well, that people were thinking, well, maybe it's that that allows him to be a musical genius. And this is kind of the downside. And people were a bit more forgiving. But this time, he has taken things to a whole new level and the things he is saying, it's really, really upsetting. During that Fox News interview, he had a lanyard and a photo of an ultrasound because he's pro-life. And and you just watched that and it's so hard because somebody's politics aren't necessarily informed by their mental illness and a lot of people are saying this guy can have some abhorrent views and be mentally ill and those don't have anything to do with each other. Yeah, exactly. I've seen a lot of mental health advocacy groups who are kind of work in this space saying that it's like great that people are giving understanding to him because a few years ago it would have been a Britney Spears situation where we're just like, he's crazy, he's having a meltdown, like let's take pictures and, and kind of make jokes about it because it's very funny. So on one hand, it's nice to see that people are more understanding now. But on the other hand, it's linking mental illness being bipolar and all those sorts of things with this really kind of racist behaviour. And a lot of people are saying just because you might suffer from different mental health struggles or have different kind of issues like that, not everyone's going to behave like that. And linking the two together is also very problematic, which I understand. Exactly. And you don't want to put the two things together because it's stigmatising for people with mental health conditions. And a lot of people 
do have bipolar and they're like, I don't go and do that. That's that's not yeah, my exactly. behaviour. You still have to have, I think, some of those thoughts in you in this particular case, it looks like, and, and some of those, I guess, tendencies. And we know that about Kanye. He's always been a showman and he always puts on a display that's been part of his brand for so many years. But now that we're seeing this in a different light, it's really difficult to watch. I mean, we're saying it's difficult to watch, but I don't know if the world in general is thinking that because everyone's so glued to the headlines about what he's doing. Like Fox News is giving him a big two-part series because they know everyone's going to tune in and watch it and there's going to be a lot of media coverage around it. You know, especially the fact that he's been calling out different celebrities and the language he's using and like saying to Justin Bieber, like, come get your girl before I get mad or putting up these things saying that Drake and Hayley Bieber are together and all these kind of things. Like, it's not only like a celebrity acting really volatile, which news outlets love to cover, but he's bringing all these other celebrities into it. And so there's this spectacle that's like driving a lot of traffic for news sites, which is a bad thing because then no one wants to turn off the tap because they'll turn off the tap of people clicking on their website. Exactly. It's incredibly complicated. And I do think one thing we have to remember is that even though there is no direct link between mental illness and having these views, which are really disturbing, the thing is that he is hurting and he is not okay. Yeah. And and you watch that Fox News interview and and I watched it and things came out of his mouth that were deeply upsetting, but you look in his eyes and you're like, that is not a man who's doing well. He's oh, very, 100%. very unhappy. Yeah. And and I wonder if he will regret this in, in a few months' time. He'll be embarrassed by his own behaviour. Although yeah, exactly. that doesn't seem to have happened so far. No, exactly. It just feels like, I mean, that's a thing. Like he, It seems like he's going through something, but it shouldn't be on the public scale. But because of who he is, it's almost like he just needs someone to take him out of the public eye. But who can do that to Kanye West? No one can. Exactly. So we'll be kind of following what happens. At the moment, he's been restricted across all social media accounts. But I understand that he has got a few more interviews coming up. So not great. Okay, on to something that's just not important at all, but I think we just all need this today. It's been a rough week. It's only Monday. Yeah, it has been. (laughs) Well, last week it feels like a shadow over this week. (laughs) So we're talking, of course, about our fave celebrity couple, our fave little Nepo babies. Love them. Some people are always like, don't say mean things about Brooklyn, but I love that Brooklyn Beckham just exists. Like, he just brings me so much joy. So as we reported on a lot of the time, Brooklyn Beckham, obviously son of Victoria and David, married heiress Nicola Peltz in April of this year. Huge, big wedding, very opulent. The photos looked incredible, but there was so much drama around it because at the time there were allegations that Nicola Peltz was feuding with her new mother-in-law, Victoria Beckham. And so a lot of headlines around that. Ever since then, Brooklyn and Nicola have been doing so many interviews together where they keep dropping these weird little nuggets about their married life and what he cooks for her and weird things they call each other. It's all really interesting. They've been turning up to events and matching outfits and now Nicola Nicola's sort of tried to parlay that into a bigger media career and she did a big cover story with Grazia, which, you know, came across okay. People only really cared about what she said about Victoria. But the last few days, poor girl, has been kind of been ripped to shreds a little bit because she took part in a Vogue series, the My Handbag Essentials, which is just opening up your handbag and saying what's inside. It shouldn't really cause anything. But in typical Pelts Beckham kind of the way they do things, there was a bit of an unfortunate moment where as she was pulling out things from her bag, she pulled out one thing that was obviously planted there from Brooklyn Beckham himself. So here is a fun fact about Brooklyn. He loves labels like in your clothes. So if you ever see him kind of like fiddling in his shirt, it's because he's always playing with the label. And so last year for Christmas, I had a suitcase full of them customized for him. 
and they just have like cute little notes on them. That's why our dog is named Label. This is just my favorite because <laughs> she thinks that that's interesting. And it's not really. But that's why I care. Yeah. Because it's a weird thing to be obsessed with, label. So then she showed the label that she was yeah. carrying in her handbag, which is a weird thing to carry a label that's meant to be sewn onto your Like a clothing, clothing label. So apparently he's always got his hand down his shirt is what she's saying, playing with them. So for Christmas, I guess what do you get the person who literally has yeah. everything? A suitcase full of labels, but they're not just clothing labels, right? No. So she has personalised it and she's written, Rub for worries, but don't worry because I'm always right here. <laughs> I love you with all my heart, baby, and I promise we can get through anything together. Oh, oh God. <laughs> it's hard because on one hand, everyone is making so much fun of her for this. That, like, even before that, she pulled out her makeup case and she has actual paintbrushes that she puts her makeup on with, which is, you know, fine. Like, you want weird things in a celebrity bag, otherwise it's boring. But I feel like she's planted this in here because she knows that people, like, just want to write headlines about her and Brooklyn having these kind of weird little things together. And also, why bring the poor dog into this? The dog's called Label. <laughs> That's a horrible name for a dog. The paintbrush. Brushes really got me because I thought she showed them on camera, but I was like, if I got paintbrushes through my makeup, it'd be the ones that leave like scratches on your face. Yeah. I'm like, you don't need paintbrushes because you have makeup brushes. It yeah. is very, very I feel like odd. no one's like coming in on that as the main takeaway <laughs> yeah. from this. Everyone's too weirded out about the labels thing. But I think it's because she is really trying to lean into this idea of them being this hot new young celebrity couple because she's been quite strategic in like the interviews that she's doing. Like the Grazia one that we talked about the other day is very much about her being an actress. And look, she has been in a few things. She was like, in that Bates Motel TV series, which is great. She wasn't the lead in it. She was in one of M. Night Shyamalan's biggest flops, Avatar The Last Airbender, the whitewashing. It was not good. You're forgetting a really important role, Laura. What role? She was in Holiday. Oh, I have not seen that movie. (laughs) She was in one scene in Holiday. Was she good? Actually quite good. She's acting like a snarky like girl to Emma Roberts, and it's a horrible movie, and she fits in. Perfectly. I feel like that might not be a stretch. Like, I don't know. I'm sure she's lovely, but I, I just don't know if that kind of fits into what – it's not acting. <laughs> I think she was just herself. But the other thing I loved about her handbag, first thing she pulls out, a script. Yes. Because, of course, you're carrying a script she's around. She's like, oh, no, look what I've got in my bag. Oh. This is so embarrassing. I'm in a new Hulu series. <laughs> That's right, everyone. I'm not a Minepo baby, even no. though we definitely think you are. But what's interesting is that Brooklyn just seems to be along for the ride, just kind of bubbling along next to her. He's like a handbag. He's a trophy husband. He is. Essentially, even though she comes from a much richer family and he had to sign a prenup to, like, not take all her money when they got married. But he's very much the kind of bimbo trophy husband and she seems like the one who's really career-driven and writing everything to the point where they've like really branded themselves, especially at Paris Fashion Week lately, because they've come dressed in matching outfits, which obviously Victoria and David Beckham did when they got married also. But I think the difference is that they had already really solidified themselves. Like he was a superstar sportsman with the soccer and she was a Spice Girl. They already had their own brand. So them coming together was like quite interesting. Whereas these two, so I've like actually printed these out. We should put them on the wall. They're wearing the matching jeans and denim. Obviously he's got a jacket. She's got a black top. That's a Victoria Beckham's fashion show. Like have you seen the clothes that Victoria Beckham wears? She would have hated this. I just, I just think we need to be trying harder at Fashion (laughs) Week and we're going really casual, but they're coordinating outfits. They're hundred percent sitting there being like, just to make sure that we don't clash. Yeah. Because we are a unit 
as a brand. Exactly. They're very much couple dressing because they know these photos will run and they'll get headlines. And then this is the other. They're literally wearing the same outfit. Okay, we'll put these on the Spill Insta. But they're both wearing at the Givenchy. I don't know how you say that. Yeah. We're not a fashion podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded uh, perfect to me. They're, wearing, they're both wearing matching black and white suits. She's bleached her eyebrows to kind of like also look a bit like him. Like yes. I know she's in a fashion show. But they're literally dressed as twins. They really are, except her blaze is like cinched in. Apart from that, it is literally matching, it looks absurd. Yeah, it's definitely a choice, I would say. I don't know much (laughs) about fashion, but it's kind of interesting that there's this new wave of like young Hollywood stars that are really making marriage their brand in a way that hasn't been kind of done before. So we've got these two and also like Hayley and Justin Bieber come to mind. I mean, Nicola Peltz is... 27, 28, yep, yep. Brooklyn's 23. So she's a little bit older, but you've got this raft of like young Hollywood stars getting married in their very early 20s and then making that their product and their personality and making that their brand. And I think they're particularly doing it where being married is their kind of entire thing. What I find interesting, so when I was researching this, I looked up the definition of power couple. And the important thing about a power couple is that each person in the power couple has to have established themselves before they're together. So this is not a power couple because they're only powerful as a couple, not as separate entities. And I was thinking it almost goes back to like the 1800s where women were married off and every union was mutually beneficial. And it's just so clear here what the benefits are. So Brooklyn brings the fame, Nicola brings the absurd amount of money, and then together they get to build a brand. wearing one outfit. It's really, really strange. And so she's trying to make the acting thing happen. He thinks he's a chef, which is embarrassing (laughs) for everybody because he's not. Because he can make a sandwich, but not really. (laughs) Or he can make pasta, but not really. (laughs) Not really at all. It's just the strangest. I I saw a a tweet that said, everything I know about this couple, I know against my will. And I'm like, we really are being fed all these stories about them. All I care about is Victoria and her opinions. (laughs) That's all I care about. But they are so, so fascinating that they're trying to build this identity in a really similar way to what Hayley and Justin did. Yeah, exactly. And I wonder if it's because maybe they're trying to go against the grain of what we've kind of come to expect from Hollywood couples because a lot of the time they haven't like wanted to make their relationships very public or they always keep their own names Mm -hmm. because once you build your own name, that's the one you want to keep. Like how often do you see, especially women changing their names after they get married, if they're already in that kind of big celebrity sphere? Like even Jennifer Lopez is kind of not really committing to being Jennifer Affleck. Imagine if Blake Lively was Blake Reynolds. Yeah, exactly. No. No. We wouldn't be here for that. And so I think maybe they're thinking if we go completely the other way and we get married very young and we change our names and we really lean into this. And there's obviously nothing wrong with that. Mm. Like, you know, you're totally allowed to get married. That's lovely. But making it part of your brand is such a choice. It's so fascinating. And I wonder why people are kind of, and say people, us, but also others, (laughs) having a bit of a, like, a bit of an issue with it when traditionally we love Hollywood couples, like a John Krasinski and Emily Blunt Mm. or like you're saying, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds or Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell. Like we love a celebrity couple who kind of do things together, but I wonder why it doesn't seem as branded as these two younger couples. I know, and I think it is that those couples you just mentioned had established themselves in their own right. They were talented, they had careers, but now we're at a point where being an influencer or being a celebrity is a job in itself and these two know that if they build a profile, 
they're set. They don't need to be actors. They don't need to be yeah. models. They don't need to do like he doesn't really need to be a chef. But yeah. he can and just again, be he's Brooklyn not. Beckham. <laughs> he's not. Exactly. So we'll link the video in the show notes of their little in the bag situation and the labels in case anyone wants to have a look at that. Again, we're not being mean to them, you know, like I hope Claire, you're getting married soon. I hope yes. when you get married, you two will change your name and start wearing matching suits. Obviously, me and Rory are going to build a brand together. Yep. He's gonna let the brand down and I'm gonna <laughs> have to yell at him to try harder for our brands. These celebrities, they're just like us. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. This episode The Spill was produced by myself, Laura Brodnick and Gia Moylan with audio production by Madeline Joanno. And we'll see you at mamamia.com.au and over on The Spill Insta. Bye. Bye. <laughs>